Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. What a blessing. Thanks to our music ministry. Thank God for their blessings. Let's go to the Lord for a moment. Our Heavenly Father, Thank you for our time together even now to worship you in this thy word. Bless now these thy people online and in person. Touch our hearts now. Open our hearts that we may be sensitive to thy spirit. For those who may not know you, O God, today, if it's thy will, touch them and bring them to you in Jesus' name. And those, O God, who do know you but don't have a church home, bless them that they may consider us, and we give you thanks. Now, Father, touch this, your servant. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say, and bless these thy people in Jesus' name, and all said amen. 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 Praise God's name. I want to share something with you real quick. Don't be ashamed of giving God a hand praise. I know sometimes you may think like that Miss Clairol commercial. Go ahead and just praise the Lord. Amen. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. This is your praise. If God's been good to you, you ought to praise him. We're here to have church. If you're feeling bad, I know God by his spirit will lift you up. So don't be afraid to give God some praise. Don't worry about those that are talking about you. They talked about Jesus, but he's still God. Amen. I, I'm not angry. I'm just emphatic. Come on and let's give God what is due him in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm done with that. I wanted to turn in your Bibles or on your electronic devices, uh, the book of Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And if you at Luke chapter 5, verse 1, would you say amen? amen? Amen. Praying that those who haven't got it yet, they shall catch it with us at Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. The word of God reads in Luke, so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Lunch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night 
and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And for, he had all, and for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so, they, and so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. You may take your seats. For our topic this morning, taken from the text at verse 4, lunch out into the deep. It's a call to a lifetime of discipleship or a lifetime of service. Lunch out into the deep. At this point, the Savior carefully selected most of his disciples, his followers, to carry on the mission of preaching, teaching, and reaching those who are lost in their sin. The master teacher also taught his disciples and us through a live demonstration about fishing for the souls of mankind. I want you to know off the top, it's not so much about fishing today in terms of catching fish. It's about catching men. It's about sharing the good news of the gospel to those who may not know the Lord. And from the subtitle of this sermon, a call to a lifetime of discipleship or service, was not just for his new followers. It is a clarion call on the church today, a clarion call, a clear call to you and me for, to a lifetime of service to the Lord Jesus Christ. This lifetime of service cannot be completed apart from God's Word. Now I want you to listen carefully to a portion of verse 1 from our text. And Luke writes, so it was as the multitude pressed. I want you to put on your caps of imagination and begin to try to understand what a multitude is. In this case, a multitude is not you just count a few folk like we got in here. Uh, this is the multitude as far as I'm concerned, but as far as God is concerned, it's not. We talk about a multitude of people that press taught to, to hear the Lord. If you can imagine, they didn't have any, didn't have any microphones like I have. He pushed out a little bit, as we'll see in one of the verses from the ashore, and that people press to hear the Word of God. Oh, how I wish that people today would press into the church to hear the Word of God. Not only to hear the Word of God, but to do it like James said, be ye doers of the Word of God. And when we began to do the Word of God, we began to see God do some great things in our midst for His glory and for our good. Can you say amen? amen. So it was that the multitude pressed about Him to hear the Word of God. What did you notice about this verse? What stood out to you? The verse itself tells us that the multitude 
As I said earlier, they pressed, they crowded in, they threw themselves together. They didn't have to worry about no mask mandate. They didn't have to worry about no COVID. They wanted to hear the word of God. Can you imagine how hungry they were? Jesus came on the scene 400 years after the Old Testament. 400 years and they had not heard God speak. But now God is in their midst. And people began to say, I got to hear this. It sounds like someone talking on the, on the phone on, on some emergency channel. Now hear this. Now hear the word of God. My friend, the only thing that is going to help us and move us and help us and make us is the word of God. When you begin to hear the word of God, things begin to happen on the inside. You begin to get a little change. You begin to stop your cursing and start blessing. Can I get a witness? You begin to change where you won't be looking sideways at your neighbor, but looking straight in the eye and tell them, God bless you. Somebody ought to say amen, even if it hurts. A multitude pressing in to hear the word of God. My beloved, the absence of the word of God is shamefully omitted throughout our culture. We have those that will stand behind God's holy death and tell us stories. Tell us about something else. Tell us that with itching ear. Oh, somebody know what I'm saying. Tell us a bunch of fancies. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear what God got to say. I got to hear what he says. Why? It's the linchpin to my eternal salvation. It's the way that I got to live for the glory of Christ, that he may get the honor out of my life. Though we may go through situations in our lives, yes. Though we may have some pain in our situation, yes. But through it all, through it all, the Lord has us. We began to use his word to, to share the goodness of the Savior to those that don't know him. My beloved, the absence of the word of God is shamefully omitted through our culture. Some of you may be angry at me because I speak what God says. You can be angry and that's fine. But I'm not going to stop. I cannot stop. I will not stop. I've got to tell you what he says. Why? Because I am accountable to him. One day he's going to say, Jesse, come and let me holler at you. Did you do what I told you? I said, Lord, thou knowest. And I preached it just like you gave it to me. And you forgave all my faults. But I know that you're blessed from the word of God. You've got to do the same thing. If God is speaking to you and by you, you need to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. Tell them, pray for them, walk on off and go tell somebody else. So much so, this omission of the word in our culture, in our churches, in our lives, so much so, they are not able to launch out into the deep waters of ministry. I have an illustration to help you. The late Dr. J. Vernon McGee, preacher and Bible teacher, shares this thought about our text. He says, every pulpit is a fishing boat a place to give out the word of God and an attempt to catch fish. In addition, he often quoted these words on his Through the Bible broadcast. 
He says, and I want you to get this, and you may use it as your will, the whole word for the whole world. The whole word for the whole world. What we need today is not most love. We need the word of God. Amen? You see, this pressing to hear the word of God is repeated in Acts 13. As Paul and Barnabas preached to Gentiles and Jews alike, the entire city of Antioch, where they were first called Christians, pressed themselves together in order to hear the word of God. There's something special about God's word. I don't know if you ever notice that sometime you may come to worship and you're feeling a little low. You feel like uh, the world is closing in on you. Your, your, your friends done, done took you off Facebook and they don't talk to you no more. They don't block your call. But all when you come to the house of the Lord, you hear the word of God, it begins to stir in your heart and you begin to feel a little better. You may even get your dance on. Praise his holy name. And you can dance in the church as long as like David danced. There's other stuff now. Praise the Lord. My friends, listen to me. The Hebraic writer says, he says that it is the word of God as he's talking about. That the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. It is by through the word of God and the convincing power of the Holy Spirit that draws the sinner to Christ Jesus for the salvation of their souls. I say hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. One day, his, the word of God caught my attention. God moved by the spirit of the Lord and came and pulled me aside, and I'm saved now. I give God all the praise. I don't know where I would be had I not gotten saved. I don't know where I would be if God had not came and loved me. I don't know where I would be. I know this, where I am. I am what he got me to be, to tell all the people of God what the word of God says. As we get down into the text, beginning at verse 3, then he got into one of the boats, Jesus did, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And verse 4 said, when he had stepped, uh, stopped speaking, he set to Simon, lunch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. I can imagine that Peter... James and John and the rest of the brothers, they all fishermen. That's what they did for a living. And here's a man that's a carpenter. What does he know about fishing? Well, I want them to know, and I'm sure they knew, that this man who's a carpenter is the Lord God of heaven, the creator of all things. He knows about fishing. He created all of that as well. So we can begin to know that Jesus knows all about your life. He knows all about my life. And he can work it and divine it and do what he wants. Want to do. Can I get a witness? In the deep waters, my friend, God told him, go ahead and lunch out into the deep for a catch. Now, my friends, I want you to know him, but the master teacher, Jesus had much to teach them and us about fishing for the lives of men. What's missing also is not only the word in our churches. What's missing is that those who know Christ fail miserably every day to tell Somebody about Jesus. Oh, y'all can be quiet if you want to. It's convincing and convicting by the Spirit. 
I know you got excuses. Well, they look kind of mean. I ain't going to tell them. Ask God to be with you on every side. Tell them and get ready to run. Amen. If you have to write a note, give it to them and then turn your back and go ahead on. There are all kinds of ways to do it. You see, in the deep waters of our faith is where the blessings of God are. Many of us love the shallow water of ease and comfort. Many of us love that. That's why we don't go out and share. But I'm here to tell you that our youth went out with our executive pastor, and they went into the community all around, and they were not afraid. They weren't scared. They were telling folk about the Lord. They were meeting people on the street and inviting them to church. Where were y'all? Don't answer that. Y'all still not with me, are you? I still love you. I got to tell you what he says, though. So in the deep waters of our faith, we, we love ease and comfort. If you don't make a habit of doing something for God, you will always stay in ease and comfort. You have to get out of yourself. Ask the Lord to help you. He'll do it. Launching out into the deep of our shallow faith is scary. But the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Dearly beloved, lunch out into the deep waters of your ministry. Lunch out into the deep waters of service. Lunch out into the deep waters of giving to God and reap the sure benefits and the sure blessings of the Lord. You got to reach out into the deep. Don't stay in that shallow area. Take a chance on the Lord. Take a chance on him. Five and six says, but Simon answered and said to him, Master, I want you to get this. We have toiled all night and caught nothing. That sounds like those of us who love to go fishing. All night they worked it. All night they were there waiting. But there was no fish. And you see, my friends, I want you to know this little tidbit. It was a well-known fact that in the Sea of Galilee, you caught fish at night in the shallow water, not in the daytime in the deep water. What Jesus asked Peter to do was contrary to all of their training and experience. But besides all of that, Peter obeyed God. I want you to put that into your vocabulary. It's to obey God as whatever he may tell you to do. You see, the key was that his faith in the word of God. And listen to what Peter said. Nevertheless, at thy word. Nevertheless, though you are God and I've been fishing all my life. I, I know at your word I'll let down the net. My friend, we ought to do that in our lives. When it seems contrary to what we believe in our hearts or what should be done, do the opposite and say, Lord, nevertheless, at your word, I'm going to do it for the glory of God. My friend, when we face or when we're faced with challenges as the Lord's disciples face, our experiences cannot bring about a solution and we catch nothing. And when we have toil all night, helplessly exhausted, is not finding an answer. When we come to the end of our rope with no hope and no answer in sight, then place your trust in the Lord and say, as did Peter, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down my net. Nevertheless, at your word, I will trust in your way. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll depend on your truth. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll share the good news of Christ my Savior. Nevertheless, at your word, Lord. Verse 7, so they, they, they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled, with, filled the boat with 
all that they had. And those boats began to sink. You know, when you began to obey God, you began to sink. Not sinking down to be lost, but sinking down with a blessing. I'm reminded, just came to mind, that when we give to God. Y'all remember that song, some of us been in church for a while. You can't outgive God no matter how hard you try. We ought to practice that. There's only one place in Scripture that God said, you can try me. It's in the book of Malachi. He said, try me in this and see when I pull you out a blessing that you're not able to receive. Anybody want a blessing? It may not be monetary, but you got a blessing in your health. You got a blessing in food. I know food prices going up. Gas prices going up. I'm just going to pick on Dr. Richard. He said, God don't run out of nothing. Do you want a blessing or not? Then do what God says. Peter's kneeling before the Lord in verse 8. And when Simon Peter saw it, saw all that God was doing, I can imagine that he was overcome. He was overcome in worship, but he was also overcome with his own mind, own sense of sinfulness. And he came to God and he fell down at his knees. We're going to read that in the next verse or even in this verse. He said, and he said, depart from me, Lord. He's telling God, I, I can't be in your presence. Sometimes you may feel that way when you know how good, how holy, how mighty is God. And we are dirty with our sin. And though he may forgive us, we feel that we are dirty and we don't feel like we can come. We don't feel worthy. No, we're not worthy. But the Bible said we can come boldly to the throne of grace to seek mercy and grace to help us in our time of need. Dear beloved, come boldly to God and thank him and give him praise. Anybody want to thank him? Anybody want to move boldly? Don't come shamefully. Boldly. Boldly. Some of us don't get no blessing because we... Go boldly. We got a great God. He's got great forgiveness. When we can't even forgive ourselves, he forgive us. The Bible declares all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But if you're a child of God, Lord, I've sinned before you. I bless you. Thank you for forgiving me. Go ahead and put your coat on. Go ahead and do what you've got to do. And go ahead and praise the Lord. Let the world know. Let the world know you are God's child. And your God, my God, will forgive us. Trust him. Stop walking around like you scared. We serve a great God. And he's mighty. The Bible says he's El Shaddai. He's all powerful. He don't have to remember anything because he's omniscient. He knows everything. And he's everywhere. You can't hide from God. Some of y'all hiding right now in the middle of this church service. Yeah, God see you. I can't see you online, but God knows where you're at. He knows where your chair is. And he's speaking to your heart. What you ought to do when you know he's talking to you. You should say it like Samuel said. Yes, Lord. You should say it like all of them said in the old and the new. Yes, Lord. I hear mean I'm going to obey. Peter kneeled before the Lord. He was kneeling there as with an act of worship. 
We don't even like to even stand up when we worship. Mm-hmm. We get comfortable. This is the house of the Lord. When we come to praise him, praise him. The Bible has declared that we ought to worship him in spirit and in truth. I know sometimes our old bone be hurt. I, I, can, I, can, I can resemble that remark. Amen. But when you come into the house of the Lord, when you come to give him glory, woo! you may have to take your toll on the Tylenol afterwards, but you'll be doing all right right now. Somebody ought to praise him. We didn't come here to do anything else but give him glory. To clap our hands and step our feet and praise the Lord. He's a mighty good God. And he's good all the time. All the time he's good. How we bless him. How we praise him. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in supper time. Praise him in the evening. Praise him at all times because he's worthy to be praised. What a mighty God that we serve. What a mighty God that we serve. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Peter began to feel that pressure. He began to feel the sense of his own sinfulness. But he did the right thing and kneeled down before the Lord and said, depart from him. I'm a sinful man. But I'm here to tell you, if you've been forgiven by God, my friend, you can kneel down before the Lord and you can praise him. You can look up to heaven and say, thank you. Bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Bless him. Peter became acutely aware of his sinful condition. Oh, but when he recognized, our, uh, when he recognized his sinful condition, but when we recognize our sinful condition, you see, neither of us are worthy to be in the presence of the Lord. But by his grace and his mercy, by his goodness and his kindness, by his temperance and his long-suffering, by his joy, by his love, you can come before the Lord and not be weary. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. But praise be to God for his mercy and grace. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so, as verse 10 said, and so also were Jesus, I'm sorry, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. It became his life work as an apostle of the Lord, catching men, women, boys, and girls for the cause of Jesus Christ. Dear friends, the lesson that Jesus taught to his disciples on that day was more about catching men rather than catching fish. And almost anyone would be amazed and astonished and shocked as they were, not only of the catch of fish, but the word and the power of the Lord Jesus. We don't talk much about the power of God, but his power is still prevalent and precious right now. He has the power to save your soul. You may be sitting here thinking, I'm so bad. 
I've done some crazy thing. A whole bunch of that's just terrible stuff. What are you you trying to convince? The Lord already know all that. If you don't say when I give them a benediction, you can come now if you want to. You can come now and get the grace of God in your life. Come now and confess your sins to God, and he will receive you. Don't let the devil stop you from the blessings of God. Yeah, we may feel all this stuff about how we did this, that, and the other thing. Get, get over yourself. Go tell God, look at I'm, I'm a sinner. I need you as my Savior. Forgive me. Come into my life and save me right today. Lord, right now. Do you know God will do just that? He'll do it. Recognizing their shock and amazement, Jesus encouraged his small band of followers with these words. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. This is very specific. Listen to it again. Just the last part. These six words. They forsook all and followed him. How many of you are already saved and you still hanging on to the good old days? And you need to declare to yourself that the good old days weren't all that good. How many of you are hanging on because you are afraid to change? Dear friends, if you don't change, heaven ain't for you. You may be a nominal Christian or a casual Christian. I wouldn't put my faith in that. I want to be a showing up, bona fide, showing up, straight up, no chaser Christian. I want to be right with the Lord. Not that I'm going to do everything right, but I'm going to try. When are we going to forsake all of this other stuff? We got some friends we don't really need. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. I'm still on the word. None of those folk will pull you away from God. Come on, man, let's go and have a drink. I know we messed up. Come on, let's have a smoke. We're not talking about no cigarettes. You may have a snort. Now, I'm going to be real with you. The Lord understands. No, he don't. Listen, as the William brother said, if, if the Holy Ghost can't get me higher than anything else, I don't need it. I don't need it. I need God. When you're in God, when you're walking in the Lord, even through your troubles and your pain, when you're in God, can't nothing get you higher than the Holy Ghost. You be walking around doing your thing. Can't nothing do it. There's no substitute. Stop fooling yourself. Many people say, well, I'm going to come to Jesus when I get my life straight. I got a note for you. Nothing ain't going to ever happen. Because your life ain't going to get straight. Only Jesus is the straightener. Why don't we forsake all of this other stuff? When I came to Christ, some of you know my story. I went home. I pulled out all my friends. Jack, Cuddy, Johnny, Annie Greensprig. Yep. Put all the other stuff aside. I'm talking about the same day I asked Christ to come into my life. The conviction was on me so heavy, I went and did all of that. 
I do not ever regret anything. I got the guy to give it up and turn it loose. I'm telling you what I did. You do what God wants you to do. And my friends, the blessings will be yours. You'll have a whole new life. Oh, yeah, let me tell you this part too. I smoked my last Winston cigarette all the way up to the filter. And any of y'all smoke, you know when you smoke that filter, it's the most terrible taste in the world. But I want to get all of it. And I haven't smoked since. Oh, that'll stop you from smoking. You don't need the other thing. You, know, you, don't, you don't need no step-down stuff. No Nicorette, no gum. Trust the Lord, amen? They forsook all and followed the Lord. You see, that is the lifeblood of this passage, forsaking all of that. It speaks loudly of those who put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. As did the disciples, they gave up everything to follow Jesus. And some of them asked, we've done all this, Lord, you know, how's that going to be with us? Jesus said, we have not left houses or land or families that God has not given us back hundred times more. And have you left everything to follow Christ? Or are you holding on to the things of this world? The Lord says, do not love the world or the things in the world. We should be loving the Lord. Beloved, if you desire to lunch out into the deep of the things of God, know that it is a lifetime appointment in serving our Savior and Lord. Finally, this morning, friends, the Lord also speaks to those of you who do not know him as your Lord and your Savior. His holy word to you is lunch out into the deep of God's mercy and grace. He loves you, and he has come to save that which is lost. Regardless of your church attendance or your giving or service, it is worth very little if you have not been born again. I appeal to you in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. Come and seek God. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.